that will be the op- opener for this show. No! <laughs> no. No! It won't. Be. It won't. Oh. What? No, no, no. I was, just, I was just like, it's like, no, there's no way that that can go on the air. No. Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 277. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Prilliman, and I am joined this evening, afternoon, morning, drive to work by the one and only Samantha Har. That's me. And tonight, afternoon, morning, drive to work, whatever, uh, <laughs> we will be talking about the process to becoming an L3. Ooh. Who'd want to do that? Yeah, nobody that I know. <laughs> Apparently, so I I have no personal hand in that process because I myself am not an L3, Mm -hmm. but apparently we've been getting a lot of people asking about it, which is nice. It's nice to see interest. Well, events are starting back up, uh, and with events starting back up, uh, ambitions are probably revving, you know, starting to rev their engines again. So, yeah, that is a thing. Uh, so yeah, so the, the L3 process has gone through some quite significant changes over the years, and under the Judge, um, uh, yeah, bleh, I almost said it under the Judge Cast umbrella, under the Judge Academy umbrella, it has once again changed. Although it looks, some of the big, the big strokes are similar to what it has been in the past. Yeah, I feel like, you know, with Judge Academy starting off up and immediately getting hit by COVID and everything shutting down. I, I feel like there's been a lot of opportunity to just tweak things over time, you know, since we've all been kind of hanging out, trying to figure things out, keeping ourselves busy. So saying it's changed again is tough. I feel like everything we do changes a little bit every day. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it, it just it just morphs gradually. And then, yeah, the current process I don't think is the same as when Judge Academy started. I think that they, I think the L3s on our team have been taking a whole lot of, you know, feedback and have been looking at the process and what people like, what they don't like, what they think needs to stay and kind of working it in to make a better and more, I guess, transparent system. And that's, I think that was one of the big pieces of feedback that they got a lot of is they, people wanted to know exactly what the process entailed. So. The the interesting the interesting thing is I actually believe that the current process is less transparent than what the process was in 2019. Uh, however, I think it is also potentially better. Now that's interesting. Less transparent in what way? Um. Well, we'll have to we'll have to get into it. But let me let me describe what the talk about what the old old process was, and then the uh, the new old process was. Yeah. Okay. So prior to 2011, 2012 timeframe, the process for becoming an L3 was an L4 would come and tap you on the shoulder and be like, hey, I think you're ready for L3. And they would invite it's you to time. come to What's that? <laughs> they just said it's time. Yeah. It was just like the cabal would come up and say like, now is the time. And then you would... You know, you would take the test and you would go through a panel process. Now, there was a lot of discussion. There was a lot of development that that went on. The There wasn't a lot of transparency. People didn't know why they weren't being asked. They couldn't necessarily identify why other people were being asked. So there was a lot of problems and complaints 
Then they created what was called the L3 checklist. Uh, judge JMO was the lead judge organizer for this particular process. And it was called the checklist where they identified nine-ish things you had to do and that you had to demonstrate. Uh, like objective things like I remember on the checklist was you had to head judge 20 events. Okay, and you had to judge a certain number of events and you had to, you know, you had to accomplish certain things. You had to contribute to the program in a meaningful way. You had to write a self-review on there was 11 pillars or characteristics of an L3 at the time. 11? Yeah, 11. They, they, they've simplified it and combined a few. I, I don't know that I have 11 distinct qualities in my personality at all. <laughs> that, right. That's too many. So... What that process was, and I think that process started in like 2012, 2013. It was the process I used to become L3. And one of the particular aspects of it was because it was a checklist and because it was a global process, there was – oh, oh, sorry. Jumping back. You had to get two two recommendation reviews and you had to go through a – you know, you had to have a checklist checklist verification, make sure that that's all correct. You went through a pre-event interview process. You went through the panel. You took the test. Uh, you had to you had to do a team lead check, which we'll talk about something similar. What you had to do in that old process was you had to find two judges to recommend you, and they had to write a very comprehensive review on all eleven pillars or or, or categories. So. You couldn't have like like a surface dusting of L3s, you know, like like one person knows about your leadership and presence and one person knows about your your, you know, has worked with you at tournaments. And, you know, you kind of Voltron up this review. You had to get two two L3s really vested in you, willing to put forward the amount of work and amount of effort to to do that. And that was one of the problems, one of the complaints. I can't get an L3 to commit this amount of time to me. That is asking a lot. It, admittedly, that that seems like a whole whole lot. But at the same time, one of the one of the implicit things about that that was by design was you had to have some some people actually seriously vested in you becoming L three. Like if everyone was just kind of like, eh, sure, fine, I guess that's not good. You know, you want you want people who are like, yes, this person will make an awesome L3 and I'm, uh, you know, I'm willing to show my work for it as opposed to like, you know, I'll write you, I'll write you a paragraph on something. Why would you, why would you write someone? I mean, why would you write someone a paragraph, even just a paragraph if you weren't invested in them? Oh. Like if, if I thought somebody stank, oh. I just wouldn't write them anything, oh, even well, if not, I not, thought they were good at one keep, thing. Keep in mind, keep in mind, not if you think that they're, that, that they stink, but if you're asking about like, you know, stress, conflict and management, Okay, judges are notoriously bad about telling people no, okay, because the question that immediately comes after, which is why not, is like, oh, that's conflict. Oh, that's, I don't like that. So judges tend to say yes and then just not do the thing. Maybe that's something we need to create a module on over at Judge <laughs> Academy now that I'm thinking about that. Maybe I just need to create a like how to say no to people module. Maybe, maybe but it's it's really like, you know, if you tell someone no, they're going to ask why. And a lot of times they don't ask why to improve. They ask why to argue, you know, which is a point well, that I've right. made. Right. So okay. don't. <laughs> don't do it. Uh, 
So anyway, that's why a lot of just <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that was they made some changes in the process. They were, you know, over the years they, you know, collapsed a few pillars together. They changed it so that, you know, you could actually have like three three judges you know, kind of combine the characteristics, like maybe one judge only reviews, because reviewing someone on nine characteristics is actually pretty tough. So they said, like, all right, you can maybe get, like, one person to review you on on seven and another person to review you on sevens, just so long as there's a significant amount of coverage. You've got a, you've got a judge who's, who's, you've got two judges that have put a significant invest, investment into you. And then you went through, you did your day two team lead, you had the check. You know, typically, typically what would happen is you would have a person who was evaluating you. They would be the team. They would be the team lead on day one and you would be on that team. And then on day two, they would be the shadow and you would be the lead. And they would even do things like I remember for my my particular test, uh, my team lead deliberately kept trying to take control of the team. I'd be so mad (laughs) to to see how I like slapped them down. That was uh, specifically the team was uh, that I was on was deck checks, and it was um, it was for a sealed event, so we had to we had to collect lists and stuff like that. So it wasn't just reusing day one's list. And they come in and they start trying to dictate how we're going to organize the lists and how people are going to come. They're starting to direct people, and I had to like stop, <laughs> and then they write things down. You know, that was actually kind of controversial. Like a lot of judges were was saying like eh, that's not great. But then other ones were like, no, we're going to try and, you know, not going to let anything go wrong with the event, but I'm going to try and take charge and see if they slap me down. If I think the person's particularly weak in conflict management or something like that. So I think that makes sense. Like part of being invested in someone else is becoming familiar with their weak points. You know, if you're trying to help them grow and, you know, improve at the things they're doing, you got to know what they're bad at. And only helping them level up the parts of themselves they're already good at is nice, but it doesn't create a well-rounded judge. Yes. So, and yeah. And we had this checklist of things you had to do in order to kind of raise your hand and say, I think I'm ready to be evaluated for, for L3. I have completed this checklist and I have gone out and gotten these two reviews and I would like to be evaluated. And that was... That was one of the problems with the old L3 process was, um, as, I, as I started to say earlier, it was a global global process. And so the checklist was kind of set up as kind of like a minimum for people in areas where there weren't a lot of opportunities. Like it's it's kind of hard to describe where it's like you set the bar, you you need to set the bar a little bit lower for for the areas and the, and the people that, that have problems and they're, they're very remote and they don't get the same number of opportunities yet at the same time, you know, you've, you've kind of dropped the bar below where you actually want it. And then you publish right. it. Right. How do you, and then, how do you, right. Yeah. And then you've got all the people that are in the area where there's lots of opportunities and they could easily meet the bar or meet where the bar should be, but they're all looking at that lower bar and they're like, yeah, and it's like, eh, it's eh. yeah. The 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 bottom the bottom baseline is the bottom baseline for the people that it's really hard. And I'm like, and I was like, oh no, it's really hard for me. I I live in a remote. I had a guy. I remember a guy. There was a guy who lived forty miles outside of Toronto, and he was like, 
I am a remote judge because I live 40 miles outside or whatever the conversion to kilometers. They, they, they did it in kilometers. I had to convert to miles. But maybe he lived in a snow yeah, drift. And we were, and we were like, when we talk remote judges, we're talking about, we're talking about judges that have to drive like over a mountain range and through a rainforest to get to a store, you know, uh, like right, three like, miles like, to get to a local game store. That's remote. For, 40, you're not remote 40 miles. Get I'm talking about like the Siberian desert. <laughs> right. <laughs> like just nowhere. Right. If you, if you live in nowhere. Right. That's remote. It's not remote because it's like, oh, you know, I live 60 kilometers from, from the center of a major, you know, nationally, national sized city. Anyway, national sized city. So. That was the old process, but that's irrelevant. So we've spent all this time talking about a thing that doesn't matter anymore. So just take everything and just. No, I think it's interesting. I think I think it's interesting to see where we came from because those that set of decisions, that history of decision making, has informed all the things we've wound up with. So it was. What, it was what, a good. What was process. your specific L three test like? Your whole L three situation. Um, I can't even imagine you was an L two. I think you were just born an L three. That's kind of a lot of judges kind of had that opinion, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be glib about that or anything like that. But I remember when I the day I took my L2 test, I passed my L2 test, and then they did something in the system, and we took L3 practices, and I passed the L3 practice that day <laughs> while I was taking smoke while I was taking registration for a pre-release. Holy smokes. Um, I also was, uh, I'd already been to two pro tours, like judging on the floor of the pro tour uh, as an L2. And I had been judge manager for three GPs, which at the time. You just kind of manifested L3 into your own life. You just decided you were, and so well, you were. <laughs> so so me, me personally, I was also like 10 years older than most of the other judges. So a 34-year-old or a 33-year-old compared to 22-year-olds, yeah, I'm going to seem more mature. You know, I had a 15-year-old kid. So, right. <laughs> you know, it, it was just like, all right, I do things. You know, tell me what to, tell me what to do and I'll do it. And I'd played casually for a long time. So I filled out my checklist. It was actually the, the, the 20... Um, uh, because PTQs were a thing at the time, like the 20 head judge events, I had like 18 PTQs, like, you know, 150 to 300 person events yeah. uh, as as head judge. And then I I hadn't done an FNM, so I went and judged two FNMs to get my 20 because it just cared about head judging. It didn't actually care. Um, <laughs> then my pre-event interview process, I don't really... Getting the reviews, um, let's see, I got Ricky, Ricky gave me one review, and I don't remember who gave me the other one, I think it was uh, Justin Turner. Hmm. Then the pre-event interview process, you know, answered answered those questions. It took a long time, it took me like eight months to schedule a panel. Actually, actually, it was close to a year, it was close to a year. Because, a year? Yeah, it was close to a year, because what happened was, is... You had to have a certain number of people who could do the panel at the same event that you were at. And I was right, just, I was right. just, also, you know, there wasn't, um, there was only like 20 GPs a year at the time. 
So, you know, it, it wasn't like this, Ooh. this, you know, the 40 GPs that there, there, there are now, are now, there were shortly after. But yeah, it was just, it was just hard to kind of line things up. In fact, the GP that I did panel at, uh, I took the test and I paneled. It almost didn't happen. And they kind of, they kind of scheduled it in because it was going to be another six to eight months before I would be able to be at another event where enough people who could panel me were. Oh my gosh. Yeah. At that point, I'd be like, somebody better sit down and interview right, me. Right. Right. I was like, I was like, <laughs> somebody better come in here and grill me on yeah, this stuff. Yeah. And I was kind of, I was kind of mad because I was like, I paid $900 for a flight because I was told I was going to panel. And if you're not going to panel me, I'm just going to go home because, you know, whatever. I'd be livid. Yeah. That's but yeah, the, a lot. The, so, so there, I had the panel. Uh, I've, I've told the story. Work was calling me because uh, they were doing like an upgrade. Uh, work was calling me during my panel and I was having to like write SQL queries on my phone uh, and send them to people where I'm like, this is how you fix the thing and like go outside and talk to them. And, you know, <laughs> and they, like during the investigation panel uh, or, or in, uh, the investigation role play, <laughs> they were like, well, I, I guess this is working under pressure. Because <laughs> right, right, we can clearly see you work under pressure. Yeah, so I was just like jumping back and forth between like a a, a DQ a DQ investigation gone wrong, and then and then helping a, a broken software uh, three time zones away. So anyway, that's that's <laughs> that's enough about my my process. But I think that's super cool. So the new 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 version. Um, I asked about it recently because I actually had no idea. And I got sent this spreadsheet that is, it looks very complicated. You, you've seen it too. It, yes. it looks, it looks a lot more complicated than it is. It's a little alarming. It made me panic a bit at first, but then Jonah kept telling me, just read it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did just read it and it's, it's actually not that bad. It's just visually startling. <laughs> okay. So what's step one? What's the first thing you got to do? The, the overarching thing is there are three basically badges in this process, and each badge has a couple of steps. And I think there are 10 total steps all throughout it. All right. Okay. So the very, very first step is the education modules, just like you've, you know, if you came up through Judge Academy for levels one and two, you're familiar with that by now. They're just the regular old Judge Academy education thingy things. So, yeah, but for L3. Yeah, and these these modules correspond to the pillars that we we used to judge and evaluate L3s on. So you have leadership, presence, and charisma, which they're soft skills. Like, so these modules are going to go into like, well, what, it, what does it mean to have a presence? And what are the different types of presences? What's the difference between leadership and authority? Uh, what's the difference between a leader and a boss? Like, that's actually a philosophical question that if you're thinking about becoming an L3, you need to think about that question. Yeah. Let's see. So it looks like there are, what, seven seven pillars now? There's, yeah, leadership, yes. presence, and charisma. Development of other judges. Mm-hmm. We do love a good mentor around here. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got logistics and tournament operations. Yep. You can't Stress do and conflict. Man- <laughs> you can't do large tournaments. What are you, what are you doing? Why do you want to be L3? Yeah, that, that, that seems extremely required. <laughs> Stress and conflict management. Yep. Got teamwork, diplomacy, and maturity. Yep. Which it's funny, Penalty. Te- teamwork is different than leadership. Like, those are actually different things, and you need to be able to understand, you know, 
how leadership is different from teamwork and what makes uh, what makes working in a team different from being a leader in the in the program. Let me tell you what, it's funny you say that I've definitely met people who were good leaders, but absolutely could not work on a team to save their life. Like they had to be in charge or they were just not good. And I don't, I don't know how that happens to people. How's that happen to you? (laughs) Pillar six is penalty and policy philosophy. Yep. And then the last one is investigations. Yeah. So them's the pillars. Yep. And these are modules or what we just named are groups of modules, right? I, I believe is it's not one leadership presence and charisma module. It is four modules that all touch on an aspect of leadership presence and charisma, right? Yeah, those are basically the column headers. There. Okay. Each, each one of those columns will have multiple modules beneath it. So these modules are available once you complete your L2 and become an L2. So you, they are they are gated by L2. Correct. Uh, which is a good thing. Um, all right. So what is step two? All right. Step two is self-evaluation. So you've got to write a bunch of reviews about yourself. And I, I find this kind of fun, like this, the self-review process, I find it fun, but really pretty challenging. It, I didn't think I would until I became a judge and it sounded easy. And then I did it and was like, oh. Yeah. Funny. When I said there used to be like 11 pillars, self-evaluation used to be its own pillar. But then after a while, when people were like reviewing themselves on self-evaluation, they would often just like point to the review as evidence of their ability to self-evaluate themselves. Oh, that, yeah, that's recursive. Right. So it'd be like, and I, I think that was on my my self-evaluation review. I was like, reviewing myself for self-evaluation. And I said something like, I will let you read the rest of the review and evaluate how, if I'm competent in that area. Right. You not. tell me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I am. You're the one reading it. <laughs> yeah. That's- and so for the first five Categories, leadership, present charisma, development of other judges, large tournament operations, stress and conflict management, teamwork, diplomacy, and maturity. You need to evaluate yourself and write a review and do not approach this as a don't approach it like you would a high school paper. Because right. if you no, do, no, no. don't do that. You're, you're not going to do enough. Like that's not at all the point. Like I was on the. Uh, checklist validation committee. I read a lot of self-evaluation reviews and I will tell you the, there was a huge number of them that were just God awful, especially when there, there were people trying to do the old uh, interview trick where they're like, name a weakness and your weaknesses. My greatest weakness is that I care too much. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's just terrible. My greatest weakness, my greatest weakness I'm not super great with the rules, and I do occasionally fall asleep in, t- in event bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, my, my greatest weakness is I'm really detail-oriented. Oh, settle down. No, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> that's terrible. terrible. Boo. Right. And that, that is absolutely um, because in these self-evaluations, people are, A, you tend to kind of downplay your faults. But one of the coolest things, one of the things that are, are looked for is – this is an area that I am strong, and this is how I know that I'm strong in this particular area. 
this is an area that I'm weak in. This is how I know that I'm weak in it. And this is what I'm doing to try and get better. Okay. Right. That, that right there, those three things, this is what I'm strong in and how I know. This is what I'm weak in and how I know. And this is what I'm doing to improve in the thing that I'm weak in. Those three things, if you do that, if you're doing a self-evaluation and you do that for every single one of those categories, you know, chef's kiss, awesome self-evaluation. There's your crash course and how not to suck at self-evaluating. <laughs> and be honest, you know, if you're bad at something, just say, because the people that are reviewing these things, which I believe is Judge Academy, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're, they're not going to, they're not going to gossip, you know, <laughs> and, and, and. I mean, our, our team is tiny, so the, the gossip does not go very far. <laughs> so. I think there's like seven of us, you know, like there's, it's not going anywhere. So, you know, be honest. So there, there you go. That, that's step two, self-evaluation. Step three is recommendation reviews. So you need two L3 recommendation reviews per pillar. That is so many. Um, that is so many. Not, well, so, sort of, kind of. Okay. And, and this is where... That's 14! <laughs> uh, no. Ten, well, 10 at first. Because step two only requires 10, Right. Your uh, your team lead because you're doing the first five to get your team lead badge. You need the other two for your uh, for your next badge. Oh, that's true. That's true. <clears throat> okay, so consider consider this. The old process was you needed to find two L threes that were vested in you enough to write on all the qualities. Okay, so you're still two enormous reviews, two big reviews. So here you get to kind of cherry pick. So like. This is this is where it's I'm I'm a little meh on it because like I could be absolutely god awful at teamwork diplomacy and maturity. Okay. And I can't find the I can find someone that that is that is like on board. Leadership uh well, it's kinda it's kinda hard to fail in teamwork diplomacy and maturity and not also fail in leadership presence and charisma. So let's just say I've got someone that's like, yep, I'll write, I'll write you up for, you know, you're good at uh, development of other judges. You're great at large tournament operations. You're excellent at stress conflict management, but you're just a, you're just a jerk online and you don't really, you, you, you try and Superman and hero judge every event and you're kind of bossy. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you a recommendation because I think you're, you're bad in these these two categories. Okay. Well, then you just go and you just, you just find a judge. It's like you have a, you have a good event and you, you put on a good face for leadership presence, charisma, and then you ask an L3, Hey, can you write me a paragraph on, you know, teamwork, diplomacy, and maturity? That judge will go, sure. And there you go. I guess at that point, like you had, you'd have to do it twice, which means you've got it in you, kid. So to do that, <laughs> yeah, it's not just for the test. Just do that thing, but keep doing that thing. <laughs> it just feels like instead of you, you can instead of finding like two people who are super vested in you becoming L two, you can just find a bunch of people that are just kind of like, eh, yeah, in this area you're, you're okay enough. So I don't, I don't like. It's definitely easier on the L threes. Absolutely, one yeah. of the biggest complaints when. Uh, was that L3s would say they would write a review and these things were so huge and so daunting that the that it would take sometimes 6 to 8 months to do but I'll tell you right now 6 6 months of working with a working with an L2 to get them get a a recommendation 
was actually kind of on par. Like you had to really work with these people. So it wasn't like it was a big commitment. So it, it is the process is definitely easier on the L3s, but the working with them and the evaluation stuff like that is is, in my opinion, more superficial now. Well, I think that's valid. I think, yeah, there's there's something to be said for like, maybe it should be kind of hard to do. Like maybe there's a certain amount of challenge that is it makes it necessary to really prove us, you know, your dedication and your belief and all that. I don't know. I think that's a valid point. Um, but yeah, trying trying to get people to, to commit to it when they really just don't want to can be can be a challenge. Which so. I, I actually think that is a skill that that an L3 candidate should have should be the ability to get people super vested in you being an L3. Like that, that directly ties into, you know, leadership, presence, charisma, teamwork, diplomacy, maturity. You know, if you can, if you can get someone to be like, Oh yeah, that person should definitely be an L3. That's an excitement versus like, yeah, 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 I can write your review on development of other judges. You're not, yeah, you do it. I'm sure that's exactly how that works. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah. Good God. Fine. Fine. Write you a review. Yeah, especially it won't burn the place down. Good enough. Right, and and I think that's that's part of it is is the they're also like those super in depth evaluation reviews used to be. Um, there was a lot of pressure within the L3 community to make those reviews good, right? Mm. Like it was a point of pride to do a thorough, thorough recommendation, and I, I don't think that exists anymore. Granted, it's been two years, you know, no events for like two and a half years, so you know, we'll see. But we'll see. I feel like that that kind of thing is challenging to enforce on an institutional level. I think that's one of those things that kind of has to come down to like a, a cultural setup. Like I feel. Like, Judge Academy can be like, you should take this real seriously, but how how do we actually enforce that is a challenge, but what isn't a challenge is bullying each other into doing better. <laughs> Just on the, like, individual to individual sure. level. But like, how, how do I know someone's slacking? Like, when we have... Oh, I mean, you don't. That's that's the thing, is if you notice that they're... they're no ability. Like, I know, I know right. for a fact, uh, when I was on the L3 verification committee, oh... One fun aside, um, uh, we would read the reviews and we would actually reject recommendations. Like, like uh, there was one judge, the their L3, uh, an L3 wrote a recommendation review for them. And we actually failed the recommendation review because it it had no specifics. It was just like, I know this person's good at leadership, presence and charisma. Right, great. How? How do you know? How? And and then we fell we filled it back and they got so indignant. It was like the height of of L3 privilege where they're like, I've written so many recommendation reviews. I know what makes a good L3. I don't have and we were like, great, if you know what makes a good L3, put it on paper. Write that down then. Yes. (laughs) If you know, then it shouldn't be hard to write it. Then you of all people should write that down. <laughs> you know the importance. You know it's just like how dare you question my authority? It's like get over yourself. Good grief. <laughs> good grief. Yes, I, I I have a lot of fun writing reviews. I try to always write good ones because I think that if I ever got or asked for a review, I mean, in, in for anything, not just you know leveling up, whatever. If if I ever get anything that's just like yeah, good job, you did a good job, like. Yeah. 
that bums me out. Like, even if it's meant to be nice, because it's like, that's it? That's it? Yeah. But, like, when people, like, really invest time and effort into writing about the good parts, the bad parts, the whatever parts, like... Oh, yeah. That feels really valuable to me, even if it's not necessarily... Even if it's not necessarily a good review, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If I just botch something, but somebody cares enough to be like, you know, you did this thing. Here's what you, here's what you did wrong. I saw you try to correct it this way. Here's whatever. Like, I don't know. Like that time and effort really means a lot to me. So yeah. So you get your, you get your rec reviews and then. And then step four is a practical. For what? For what? Yeah. It's for the, it's for a badge. The first badge of this process Team lead on sides. Okay. So this is either scheduled events lead or on-demand events lead or for some small, like, that used to happen at Magic Fest or maybe uh, an SCG con or something like that, right? Yeah. That that type of mag, that order of magnitude. Yeah. Yeah. Big old, big old side event situation. I think in the actual documentation, it's, it says uh, for a tournament of 410 plus players, I think is that size for the large tournament that the sides are associated with, or does that mean that the sides are expected to churn through four hundred and ten plus players? I'm I'm fairly I'm certain that that would be the size of the like main event. Okay, I mean that's that's the order of magnitude that we're talking about that's, is an SCG yeah. con or a Magic Fest or perhaps uh, one of these Command Fests that are coming up, quite possibly. Yeah, it's. I think it's a little challenging to to try to assign like an attendance value to sides because sometimes sides are popping, but it's like the same people just spamming real quick through whatever format they love, and that's great. But sometimes you'll have a whole bunch of people that just play side like one side of it, and like I don't know. So so yeah, a, a specific attendance number in of of individual unique people on sides may not represent accurately like how busy you actually are you can't be like sides lead of a 70 person you know like oh sides lead we ran three win boxes you know no no no, so no let no. me ask this because i do not understand how this works sama you have you are the sides lead practical you get it scheduled and you have to have a shadow who does the evaluation how does the person who is the lead and the person being the shadow married up together i don't i don't understand that that process that is something that i I think we're still sort of doing organically um i think that's one of those things that if you are ready if you really want to do that you're ready to do it it's your time i think you need to reach out to us at judge academy and you need to talk to the to as well um i think that needs to be a very like personal conversation so that everybody's on the the same page because logistically that's a challenge, right? Like getting everybody agreed and ready and right and stuff is, like, is a challenge. So if no one on staff for the event has the chat, has the evaluation badge, well then, yeah, you got selected as sides lead and you did the sides lead. And the, you know, like if a judge sides leads in a forest and no one's there to evaluate it, <laughs> did they really, kind of question? So there is, there is an, or, where you can get a sign-off waiver from two TOs that you have previous experience as a scheduled or overall sides lead. So if you've worked for two different tournament organizers in these large events, then I, I think the fact that you were asked to do it again 
indicates that they were happy enough with your performance that you passed. Yeah, and I think that that I think the the waiver situation is a slightly newer development because I, I think that that was not originally going to be the intent to to include, but so many people have this experience already that I think we're. I think stuff like waivers, we've decided, okay, if you, if you really can prove like that somebody two two TOs can vouch for you, then good enough. Yeah. If, if two TOs are happy enough with your performance and that's kind of what that, what that sign off waiver from two TOs would be like, would I have them back again? And that's essentially, you know, TO one says they'll have you back again. TO two says they'll have you back again. That's essentially four, you know, a commitment ish of, of four gigs. You know, okay. You know, we say the way you prove the way to prove that you can do it is to actually do it. And if the TO is willing to have you come back, you did it. You done did it. Congrats. But I was thinking about this. So sides lead was like my favorite job at large events before everything collapsed. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it's funny. I, I never really thought of it as being a like thing to do on the way to L three, but. It's it's one of those things that's like it's definitely an L two job, but I don't know. I, I always kind of thought of it as like its own, just separate elective category. It's kind of neat to see it as a stepping stone on the way to L three. The second GP I ever worked, I was grinder leads the the last chance trials. Nice. And I when I saw the schedule, and they were like your grinders lead. I messaged like Ben McDowell, and I was like, "What's a grinder?" <laughs> Why am I the lead of it? And he's just like, oh, I'll tell you what a grinder is. I don't know why you're you're the lead. So I just kind of like showed up and they're like, here's a clipboard. Go. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. But I think I think sides lead is a ton of fun because everybody's over there to have fun. Everybody's over there to have a good time. Yeah. Oh. And it's it's just going to be chaos. There's no there's no avoiding the chaos. There's just corralling it as best you well, can. Grinder, grinders were and a little a bit hoot. different because they were all comp rel. Yeah, that, that is different. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I very much enjoy sides and when there is a Kickstarter team (laughs) that it just makes it all the more better because now you don't have to worry about table numbers, which is probably. Yeah. Kickstart team in general is always just a godsend. So you get your, you get your practicum. Now, if you fail and again, the criteria, like what the actual reviewer has done, I don't believe that that information has been made public as to what the actual criteria is um yeah i'm I'm not familiar with that yet i think it's still yeah in the works but the person who's being evaluated you know uh they get told at the end like that's important is them being told if they fail like why they failed yeah so so people people deserve a chance to get it figured out and try again later you know yeah take the feedback and do something with it yeah but if you fail the practical, uh, you will need, in order to try again, you need another event-based self-review and two new endorsements. And I don't necessarily know what those endorsements... I don't think you guys have had enough failed failed badge practicals to have that maybe fully defined. No, this is this is all very evolving and organic. Yeah. This is right now. All right. This is, this is the new process and the specifics we're going to have to... I think the real, real... Detailed specifics, we're going to have to kind of see how things unfold with events coming back. Skeletons there. Just when you. Because I don't think anybody has, uh, as far as I know, nobody's actually gone through this process yet. This is brand spanking new. I will give you, this is, this is Brian giving advice to Judge Academy. 
Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'll write this All down. All right. Um, don't make like the the edge cases and the exception cases too complicated. Like and and document and write those down because there is a desire to make these processes. Anytime there's a gap, anytime there's a problem, is to come up with a process to handle that gap. And I will tell you from like 2018, 2019, like the end of the, the end of the old program, like we were process drunk. Like there was a process for a process for everything. And it was miserable. It was, it was, it was killing. It was processes sound like a good thing. What do you mean? Well, it was just, it was just the sheer quantity of the sheer quantity of everything. Because anytime you create a thing, like a process that gets used, it has to be maintained and it has to be kept up. And so like, if you say like, okay, you fail, let's say you fail your badge. I'll give you, I'll give you a, a great example. And this is a real world example. This actually legit happened. So okay. there was, uh, if you failed your L3 panel, okay, there was a process for how to, um, Demonstrate what you were weak on, show that you fix those things, and then and then get another panel. It was called like uh, I think it was called like supplemental activities. Jared Silva uh, led that. Okay, okay. It was a really super complicated process that on paper worked. In practice, no one did it, and so people would just be oh, like, "That surprises me." What's that? That kind of surprises me. It, it, people people would start trying, but it was it it wasn't. When I say it was well defined, like the overall the overall structure was defined, but then the individual steps of the things that you needed to do. So I need I know that I need to do a thing. I need to I need to do X, but there are no nothing that tells me how to accomplish X and how to prove that I did X. That was kind of left up to mm. the evaluator. Okay, well. That becomes a, a very complex process. So there is this desire to like keep defining it and keep defining it and keep refining it and getting, you know, like this, this fractal level of complexity. Like you'd keep branching and every time you would branch, it would just get more and more complicated. And then eventually it just got declared as this is too hard and the whole thing got tossed. I, I think that makes a ton of sense because like if you find yourself that deep in the hole, you got to ask yourself, is this person ready to be an L3? Uh, well, it was, like if if it's taking this much to specifically define whether they did or didn't pass, like some really seriously required, you know, skill thing. Like at at that point, like go be way better. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily that. It was it was things like if the person got a major major flaw in um, teamwork diplomacy and uh, maturity. Okay. Well, then we would have to create a plan for that person, and then it would have to be completed objectively because we have to measure everything objectively because if we measure it subjectively, then there's then there's accusations of bias. So we have to come up with some ob- objective measures for, you know, leadership, presence and charisma. Uh, and and uh, how do you that is how do you come what? up with an objective <laughs> plan? How do you create an objective plan that is unique to a person? objective plan to become charismatic yeah exactly (laughs) that's you know this system was built by nerds it it was it was built by people demanding objective (laughs) metrics because because they had they had learned that subjective metrics allow for bias but 
No one, no one was trained in how to objectively measure subjective things. That was the problem. That is mad goofy. Right. And because it was subjective, judges hate saying no. You know, anyway, that was actually, that was actually like a big thing that we, I remember pointing out where, uh, uh, the L3 panels were actually incentivized to pass people because the amount of work that they had to do if they failed a person was like an order of magnitude higher than if they passed the person. Because what, of like what kind all of work the, did they the, have to do if they failed them? What's that? Oh, just making making this whole plan. You mean? Well, yeah, because because yeah. so here is here is the funny thing, and this 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 was another thing. Like if you passed if you passed the panel, then you just went into the system and said, "Hey, there's they're they're an L three now," and they're supposed to get a review about how everything went to the panel. But really, they got their L three, so they might you know want their review. But if it doesn't come, eh, no big deal. But if they fail, well, that review's got to be there, and it's got to illustrate what they did wrong, and it's got to have a plan on how they improve, and we got to, you know, spin up other people to help them, and, and we got to do it again, and we got to have a PEI, and we got to do, and it was just, yeah, it was just a ton Good of work. Grief. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was actually there Good was incentive. Grief. Anyway, we we've spent a lot of time. So you got we've your team lead on, on side. You got your team lead on sides badge. So what's Excellent. what's next? What's your next badge? And how do you get there? So the, the the next badge is the day two team lead at large events badge, but there are two steps to get there. Two steps. Two step. The old step five. Team lead two step. <laughs> step five is the L three preliminary exam, the L three P, which I, I believe they had before. I don't think that yes, that's there. No, you had to pass the preliminary Although, exam. You had to get an eighty percent or better. Easy. Although, as far as I last heard, the L3P exam doesn't actually fully exist yet for Judge Academy. I think it's still being worked on. But I think it's close. I, th- I think I had heard that it is close to completion. Okay. So, soon. Cool. That will soon be available. Soon. When will soon. then be now? Soon will there be now go. when it is. Oh, All right. Spaceballs, Spaceballs <laughs> reference. Oh, I don't, I've, I've never actually seen Spaceballs. I know, I know. I know, I know. Anyway, so you take the L3P, hopefully you pass the L3P, and then step six is the practical, which... Let's let's back up for just a second. You you now need to also have penalty policy philosophy, the self-review for that, and investigations, and get the recommendations for those things. Yeah. Yeah. So if you already got them, if you overachieved back for your team lead on sides and got those thumbs up you're good you didn't have to but you got to get them you got to get them before you're practical yeah you you have to have to have them by now yup so the practical is on investigations and policy it is an interview and you you need a recommendation from a large tournament head judge so th- this sounds kind of panelish does that sound panelish uh no partly panelish no so I mean, may, maybe it might be. I don't know what you guys do for for your practice. I don't know what the panels used yeah. to do. <laughs> they, they would they would decon- what did you do? They would deconstruct you. They would take you apart like you were little Lego blocks, and then they would build you back into something else. They, they you know, they'd be, depending on they'd be they'd come in and they'd be like, "Let me tell you about yourself." So the practical is you've got to team lead on day two. Like you got to do that, and you're gonna have a you're gonna have someone watching you. You're gonna have a shadow. You're gonna have somebody evaluating you, and then the based on the feedback from the shadow, 
what it looks like is the large tournament head judge, the head judge for that event, is going to have an interview with you and take the feedback from your shadow and determine whether or not to give you a recommendation or not. And this is this is also one of those things you should certainly coordinate before you get there. Uh, yeah. Coordinate with the the event yeah. and with Judge Academy. No, I do like that. Keep it's kind of it. like the it's going to be the people that are doing these evaluations. Since you guys you guys can since it's a small group, it's going to be relatively consistent. Anyway, you have your practical and you pass. And you got your day two team lead badge. Yay, um, badge number two. Yeah, badge number two. <laughs> One consequence of this badge. Okay. Consequence? Yeah, I'm going to say consequence. So so the people now that are able to day two team lead are L3s. Okay. And people with the day two badge. And the people taking their practical for the L2, uh, uh, or, or sorry, for the day two badge. Yeah. Okay. That's for the main event, which day two is typically significantly smaller than day one. That's going to create a situation where it's actually getting the badge is might actually reduce your chances of being able to team lead on day two. Oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah, because people are going to want to prioritize people trying to get the badge so, you, so they mean, can help them yeah, along the process. <laughs> you're going to you're going to prioritize the L3s, the people that have a lot of experience doing it, and then they're going to prioritize people trying to get the badge. And so it's that is a consequence um, that I don't know how to fix. I don't I don't have any suggestions. Well, I don't actually. I mean, I don't know that that's actually a problem. I mean, it's kind of a problem to get a badge because there are going to be some judges that just want to get their day two team lead badge and stop right there, right? Well, they can't really because the the day two team lead badge is only valid for a year. Sure, but and like that, it's it's really meant to be a, a step along the way. I don't think it's meant to be like the, level two and a half. Yeah, just do the do the things again and take my practical again. Well, yeah. don't do that. Just go BL three. There's <laughs> people that are going to want fussing this. around at two and a half. <laughs> I mean, granted, like, if you get your day two team lead badge, you're really probably like, oh, I really want a team lead on day one, because that's kind of the goal. Like, like I can see maybe the, the, the team lead on sides is maybe where you're more likely to stop. Because if you're, if you're really wanting to team lead on day two, you're probably going to want to really team lead on day one, too. So you're going to go the rest of the way. But I can see some people kind of wanting to stop there. Okay, so you got your day two team lead badge. What's next? All right, so for the, the final whole chunk here to get to the level three badge certification situation. Step seven is the exam, the the regular, regular old exam, the exam exam. So yeah, go past that. Um, if you, if you take it and fail it, it is six months to retest, which is a long time, especially given that your day two team lead badge is only valid for a year. So basically you've got a, uh, maybe two attempts in there to to pass the the L3 exam. No pressure or anything. Mm-hmm. All right. So then step 8 is the L3 practicum, which requires team leading on a large tournament day 1 with a shadow and they're going to they're going to give you feedback. They're going to provide feedback that is going to kind of feed over into the next step. And actually it looks like before I was describing the day 2 team lead large large chairman head judge interview and it looks like i was applying the old process like the the pre-judge academy process it looks like this is just a an investigation policy 
uh, interview and a recommendation for the large tournament to get the day two team badge. And then all the stuff with the shadow and the, you know, interview with the head judge is this thing, this, the L3 practum in step eight for day one. So I made a, I misassumed a thing. It's okay. I was wrong. I think we're all still, I mean, to, to get a recommendation from a large tournament head judge, a large tournament head judge does in fact have to see you work and talk with you and do all that stuff. So I, I, I doubt it's actually that far so, from. So a this actually you know? is a change from the old process. Cause the old process was you did a team lead on day two and that was, that was it here. I do a team. I, I've got to do a team lead on day two to then take the exam to then be allowed to do a team lead on day one. And you might be wondering for for those of you who are home, like wondering why, you know, why is why is day two different than day one? Day one is you might have a thousand, two thousand, three thousand players on day one, you know, a lot more teams, a lot more responsibility, a lot more hustle versus day two, 250, 400 players. And that's that's talking like old old school magic fest. Like if we're talking like RC RCQ. Or the RC, you know, day two might be 128 players, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a team lead, you know, on day one, I could have a, I could have a team with six people under me on day two. I might have a team with two people under me and on significantly less players, a lot less work. It's just day two is significantly easier than day one. So prove that you can do the, the air quotes, easy job first. And then now we throw you into the hard job. Yeah, the other the other thing about day two is that, you know, players that have made the cut are, are typically better players, which means that they typically, you know, they know their stuff a little better than mm-hmm. the complete average who, person that might come in and be there for day one. So, yeah. Anyway. All right. So L3 Practicum, step eight L3 Practicum, team lead on large tournament day one with a shadow, and then... That's going to feed into step nine, which is the prep interview. So this is an this is an interview where they let's see who specifically. So this is an interview that covers all the pillars and focuses on the on the feedback received from whoever shadowed you during the practicum. Um, It doesn't specify here who is doing giving this interview. So I don't know if that's us or the head judge or this. What this seems like analogous to what was called the 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 pre-event interview back in the day and the pre-event interview was um the pre-event interview had a series of pre-canned questions that every everybody got or they had like or maybe like they had like three little batches of questions and you would get one of those three and then you answer those and then based on feedback from the shadow based on uh other feedback based on the answers to those pre-canned 10 questions, they will ask additional questions and get additional answers from you. And this happened over email. Okay. As opposed to in person, which, but I don't know, it could be, it could be over discord or something like that now, but the prep interview strikes me as the pre-event interview. Probably analogous. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. All right. So the, the final step is is the doozy. This is a, an L3 evaluation weekend. So you get to be under a microscope for an, a whole event weekend. Mm-hmm. So Saturday is going to be team lead on large tournament day one with somebody 
observing and evaluating you. And then Sunday, interview with evaluation lead plus observer post-event. So let's see. Evaluate Evaluation members will get access to self-reviews, feedback from step eight. The practicum. What? Oh, and the prep and review. Yep. And the prep. And we'll gather feedback about the day before. So you're going to get grilled for a weekend. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it seems like Sunday is you have your panel. So, so Saturday, you team lead on day one again. And on Sunday, you have a panel, which would probably have to occur after the event. So there's going to be some, there's going to be some interesting, interesting stuff involving like scheduling that kind of thing. But now what I do like about this process is in order to become L3, you have to team lead on day two, and then you have to team lead on day one twice. Whereas previously, previously you only had to team lead on day two. You only had to stick the landing that one time. Yeah. Now, to to be fair, to be fair, the the large tournaments are going to be not as big as the large tournaments before. Well, assuming Wizards does not announce anything new, like given that they have they have you know you've got your SCG cons and you've got your RCs, you know, there's. There's not going to be like 2,000, 3,000 person events. Or if there are, they haven't announced those yet. So I like, so the opportunity to be a day one team lead on a 3,000 person event is significantly reduced. So having to do it twice is probably a good thing, or actually three times. And it, it helps make sure that like one of those times wasn't a fluke. Like you just, right. <laughs> you, you done good, not because you did good, but because nothing really happened and came up in the, you didn't have uh, one of your team. You didn't have a hurricane coming, and your international judge had to, on your team, had to constantly go off the floor because they were trying to reschedule their flight before the hurricane shut down the airport. No, that's a test. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that was that's a test of ability right there. That was that was my day two team lead. That was one of the problems that I had to deal with. It was my shadow had to keep leaving because they had to. Oh, right. Which at the end of the day, they were like, yeah, you done good. And I was like, how would you know you weren't? <laughs> and they were like, that's oh. amazing that you know that because you weren't right, your friend. Right. There was, it was like you tried to take you tried to take control. And then when it looked like the hurricane was coming, yeah, you, you spent the whole day in the back, you know, and, <laughs> and I'm not happy about it. But I kind of got to let you do it because it's real life stuff as opposed to judge stuff. You know, fictional judge world. Right. You got to I mean, you got to you got to get out of the airport. You got to re reroute your flight to get out of the airport before the hurricane comes, because if you're stuck in the country for a few more days than you expected, that could impact your job back home. Yeah, of course, I'm going to allow you to do that. But at the same time, yeah, you know, yeah, I can be a little lots, when you say like, oh, you did great at the here. end. It's like you don't know. You don't know that I did. Did I? <laughs> did I? Like, what specifically would you say I did that was so great? <laughs> yeah. is, is the thing that I did that's so great is I gave you time to do the thing, and then... I didn't hassle you on the phone. <laughs> Charisma. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, and then you get you get your level three badge. Which is, which is really just your level three. It's your level three. But ding! And then, as a level three, you get the perks of being invited into the L3 Discord. 
Yay! I'm not in the L3 Discord. Uh, you're not. Because I'm not an L3. Yeah. And then you can team lead day one. You can go after, then you have access, you can go get the, the L3 evaluation lead badge, which I guess is equivalent to the old panel lead badge. And you can get that badge and Judge Academy will contract out with you to do these evaluations because they pay you for doing work. And you can go and we, get the we large like tournament. We do like to pay people can, for doing work. What's that? I said we do like to pay people for doing work. Y'all, it's true. Y'all do. Turns out the uh, the government appreciates when people, <laughs> you know, follow labor laws. Yeah. Um, and then you, there's the large tournament head judge badge, which is a certification badge saying, hey, you can you can head judge uh, RC-sized events. Almost like you had an idea that RCs were coming and you knew approximately how big those events were going to be. So you created a badge for it. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just... <laughs> Just connecting some dots. I'm sure I don't know what you mean. <laughs> you know, there was, there was, um, I might have mentioned this on here. So about a month, month and a half ago, I did a history of the judge program. You know, I went, I covered like the last 10 years of how the judge program evolved. And I was going through things and there was an L2 redefinition in 2014 that, that kind of didn't make sense at the time until PPTQs were announced six months later in 2015. Uh-huh. And it was like, and when, and, and when I was putting the, the, the order of things together and the order of events, I kind of looked at that and I was just like, they knew. <laughs> and then I went and asked somebody and they were like, oh yeah, that was totally a thing. And I was like, okay, you know. Yeah, that, that one of the one of the challenging one of the many challenging parts of working for Judge Academy can some can be that like we get information way on down the line that we just cannot talk about, and it's 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 hard sometimes when people are like, "Well, why does this work this way?" and like you know the answer and you just can't tell them. And I there wish was, you could in in 2019 or in 2018 we started a project to do a level one redefinition, and we had a level one redefinition set up and ready to go. And then, cause I was program coordinator at the time, we got the word that the program was ending and, Ugh. but it was, it was protected under NDA. So I have this team that's like, Hey, we're really excited and we're really proud of this redefinition that we've got. When are we going to be able to release it? And meanwhile, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, it's really bad idea to make a big, level one redefinition change when in eight months the you know the 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 existing program is going to self-destruct right yeah don't want to get everybody all fired up to do this only for it to go away can't tell them obviously i don't want to lie and i'm just like oh well wizards is looking at some changes to the organized play so we don't actually know until they make this announcement you know and they provide this information we don't know if the level definition is going to match that so we need to just kind of sit which is technically true most yeah, technically true the best kind of true but it, yeah which which is just, it's a lot better than saying something like derp derp can't tell you because secrets it's a secret <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> yeah. yeah oh that's absolutely the worst is when is when if you could answer the question with the truth then people would be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But because you can't say that, 
you just you sound like an idiot. Yeah. You know? Uh, anyway. But yeah, point of all this being, you too can be an L3 if you want to go through the process. Yeah, so be, being an L3, I will tell you that for me personally, being an L3 is actually a large part of my judge my judge identity. You know? Seems that it way is, for a lot of L3s. It, it, it is. It is. But I also try and make sure that I still, you know, keep up with things. That is one of the problems about being like a judge for a very, very long time is you have a lot of your mental change log of policy is kind of long. Like you don't when a new policy comes out, you don't just immediately like drop the old policy (laughs) that it used to be and then upload the new. Like your eyes turn to static and suddenly you just have new policy knowledge. (laughs) Right, right. It's it's not like you go into the Word doc and you're like, apply all changes. You know, you've got, no, 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 your your brain is, is showing the, all the markups of the last 10 years, you know? Right. But it is for, for the, for the people that want to do it and they want to put in the work, um, it is, it is rewarding in the sense of personal accomplishment, personal achievements. Um, we need to see what the event landscape is going to look like in the in the future. You know, hopefully SCG cons will continue. Hopefully, you know, Channel Fireball will continue doing big stuff. Maybe other organizers uh, will continue doing these these large events because that's what that's what L three is geared towards. L three is geared towards leadership roles in the large events. Right. Okay. And once you get to level three and you are doing those leadership things, you need to make sure that you are. You know, still keep the eye of the tiger because those, you know, those L2s that that are that are up and coming and, and, and doing the work and got the hustle. Like if you don't got the hustle, then they're just making you look bad. <laughs> Running circles around you. Right. Making you look retired. <laughs> right. I'm just, I'm just saying like like once it, once you get L3, don't like it's like I got L3. I can stop. It's like, oh, no, because if you if you ain't getting better, you're getting worse. Isn't that just the truth? Ain't it, though? I keep thinking, like, maybe maybe I'll do all three eventually. I feel like I cannot possibly take on anything else until I'm done with grad school. So maybe when I'm done with grad school, I'll think about it. I think that you want the sides lead badge, and once you get that, you will be happy with that position. Why do you say that? Uh, I think that's true. I think I would be. Yeah, because that's that is what you like to do. You you on the floor of events like the let's see here what the, what the phrase I don't want to say I don't want to say like the the stuffiness of Comparel and like the main event like the the pomp of the main event like it's, it's no, pomp's not the right word. <laughs> the pomp and the know. circumstance <laughs> yeah and the no I'm just it's like your your personality is. Is you're more sheriff of TurboTown than product distribution lead at a sealed GP. Like out of those two things, I can do. Yeah, like I, I have the skills to. If I really like want to, I can do basically any of the things at any of the events. I think I'm I'm fine once I get out there if I commit to it. But like, what you don't want to? Though. But yeah, that's not fun. I want to go out and have a good time. I want to talk to players in the middle of their game and like chat about their play mat and. I don't know. Right. And, I and you want to be there on the side. <laughs> you want to be wearing that fishing skirt. And I had then, to, oh my and, God, my fishing skirt. I had to, I had to get rid of it. It finally like 
ripped or something. Oh. I don't even know what to wear now. Because it's got the, the big giant pockets in the front, and you just shove your hands down in the pockets, and then you rock back and forth, and you just play <laughs> with your pockets in the front of your skirt while helping players in the event. Like, that's... Sometimes there's candy in there. Yeah. And you want to, like, you want to point out that your skirt's got pockets, and you want to show people all the stuff in your pockets, and... I've got my notebook and all my pens and my Sharpies right. over here. And here's my phone and my charger. And, and you got your sheriff. And we can have a good time. Or and you, you go and find a hat for the sheriff of TurboTown. That's that's your style. You're, you, are, you are more whimsical than the main event. Whimsical. <laughs> I, I think that's probably true. I think that that's the best fit for me. Yeah. But... So I think I would. So I think that eventually I'd like to work towards just making the, just getting to the end of the process, just to have done it. I guess just to be able to say I've I've been good enough to do that at some point. But as far as what I'm actually best suited for, side lead is absolutely it. Yeah. And and your your husband Billy Willie is absolutely product distribution for sleep in special, like <laughs> figuring out how to do that. Whereas if you took him and put him as, like, you know, Sheriff of Turbo Town, He would be so irritated. <laughs> he could do it. Like, don't right. get me wrong. He would do a fine job. But would he have fun? And no, he would be pulling his non-existent hair out. <laughs> right. So that's that's just, you know, I would just say, I would just say, find the level that you want to do and then go there and then just, just chill. Because the last thing you want to do is, what is it, like, that whole, like, you get promoted to your level of incompetence? Right. Yeah, don't do yeah, that. Yeah, don't do that. But anyway. <laughs> don't, don't, nobody should be, a, nobody should work to become a bad L3. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't work, so, don't work so hard at it just to say you've gotten L3 only to then run around being a bad L3. <laughs> well, I, I. Make it make sense for you. I used to say the, the, the people who were best at the rules, best at policy on average were the L2s really, really close to L3s and then the brand new L3s. The people. Yeah, because they're fighting for it. They're they, fighting for their lives right, out they there. They're fighting for it. It's like I gotta, I gotta be hundred percent all the time. And then, and then when you get to L three, you're just like, ah, I can coast now. It's like no, 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 no. reached the end game. Nope. Credits started rolling. Yeah, that was actually a point that uh, when they got rid of L four and L five, that that was actually a point where there was a dip in in L three motivation because even though. Most people wouldn't go for L4 or L5. It was kind of nice to know that there was another level that you could you could decide to work for and go. Like L3 wasn't the end of the road, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of nice knowing that you could, you could, you know, there was still a place to go. See, I, I maintain the opinion that we ought to have secret special levels. Ooh. Can mine be like, the cow level? What do, What does that mean? <laughs> you're supposed to say there is no cow level. What does that mean? What? What does that mean? Well, I tell you what. Let's end the show, and then the post-show banter can you be you can be you googling that. All right, that's our episode. Join us next time when we find some kind of a judge topic to talk about. Until then, you can send us an email at judgecast at gmail or like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at judgecast. Till next time, I'm Samantha Har, and I keep it fun. I'm Brian Prilliman, and I keep failing my practicum. <laughs> all 
All right. Oh my god. So, what what is a cow level? Goop goop. The secret cow level. Diablo. I never played Diablo. What is this? The Moo Moo Farm. Yeah. Diablo two. Yeah. Oh, look at them! Look at the cow! They've got, like, pikes! 